スロスドーンシュー Everybody, welcome to Shiro Show, Saturn Dave, Train Oko, joining you for another live show this Friday. What's up, what's up, Pat? What's up? What's not up? much, not much, just、uh, doing, doing the do. Doing the do. <laughs> doing the do. Good. You, you drink it's a Mountain Dew? I hate Mountain Dew. Disgusting. <laughs>、yeah. and that's, not, that's not a joke. You're not doing that do. No, I'm, I'm, th- that do's going directly into the trash can, is where that's going. But、uh, it's all good.、Uh, been doing a lot of Magic the Gathering recently. I've been playing the Superior Format Commander. I don't know if anybody in the chat or here plays Magic or if you played it, Dave.、Uh, no. I never did get into. I think we were talking about this last week or the week before that you were、mm. having some issues with some of the people in the community or something like that. I've never gotten into it, but I'm, you know, I know a lot of people who, who are. <laughs> What's up?、Yeah. You, don't, you don't play magic without interpersonal issues. It's, it's not possible. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, you know. Actually, actually, Emerald could be here. He knows the story about the, the guy playing、oh, yeah. every single turn and the guy, the guy playing solitaire and like says, it's like, oh, I won it. And it's like, no, 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 wait, let him play it out. He might not win it. And then he ends up freaking winning it after like what? Ten... And then didn't he get in like a screaming match with somebody for like 10 minutes over a card's I, ability? I... I believe they,、uh, they were putting money down on the table in order to argue over the minutiae of a ruling on a card with some vagaries in the text. And I don't think it even mattered in the way that the game ended. Yeah, it was, it was really dumb. And、uh, yeah, that's probably the worst, the worst magic experience I ever had besides some、yeah. guy that.、Uh, yeah. This, this is why I play Pokemon. Nobody has yeah. arguments over yeah, Pokemon.、Same. You know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. And you were, you were telling me that、uh, the same kind of stuff goes down in the Yu Gi Oh!、Uh, world, you know, like with, I don't know, people. It, you said it was a much more compl- complicated card game, right? And that the rules keep so, changing or something like that? Well, the, the thing is, every card is its own rule book. Right.、Uh, yeah. And if you can tolerate that and tolerate the people that play Yu Gi Oh!, it's still <laughs> it's probably not as bad interpersonally as Magic. Right. But. It, it is、uh, very much pay to win, probably more so than Magic. Oh.、Uh, that's why I、yeah. play the, the Switch version. Right. Yeah, people have like $1,000 plus decks, and it's just sad because, like, literally, there, there was the first Commander game where I had two people I just did not want to play with and, and had a bad experience with, and it was like the second time he played it. Because the first group we played were good, right? Like, they weren't too、yeah. bad. So, so I, I went、fun. out and I bought the Draconic、uh, Commander deck for that, that convention when I came to visit you because you said, hey, we're going to be playing Magic. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I'll check a couple cards in there because、uh, a lot of those decks, I actually noticed the card that was in one of the theme decks I picked up shot up to like $60. Just one yeah, card. Probably, it, it almost pays for itself, basically. Like, I probably should part out that deck and, and sell it because I never、yeah. actually touch Magic. Yeah, yeah, what was it called? It was called Draconic.、Uh... Uh, it was the Dragon Commander, but it was the red dragon deck where it's like you actually play the dragon in Dungeons and Dragons. Hmm. And there was a, there was a 20, Draconic 21, Rage or something. I think Kay played Magic as well, right? He was big into it. Or at least he had, he had a, a, a large collection of、uh, yeah. pricey cards. Yeah, he,、uh, he was a big,、uh, big Magic dude. Yeah, he was.、Uh, he said he had a lot of. A lot of experience playing that, and he has a lot of rare stuff. Yeah. So,、uh, but he's, he's an OG. I, I think he sold a lot of it, though, last time I remembered. Yeah. Well, I would, with the values being what they are, you know, you could、uh, help pay your mortgage with some of that、oh、stuff. I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, a card in your deck was $7 on looking online.、Uh, it's like Kolyeth on. on Unreviled Ancient or whatever. So, what I can do since they're, they're already sleeved, I can just like go to a card shop and say, Hey, can you exchange this for Pokemon cards? And、uh, I'll probably just end up trying to get some boosters or some deck building kits instead of holding onto a magic deck I'm not going to touch. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, no, that's, that's understandable. I mean, or maybe we can like、uh, homebrew our own card game on the Saturn and not deal with all this crap. Nice. I would be down for that. But yeah, I mean,、Do、worst、it. case, you know, just send it to me and I'll give you what you paid for it. Hey, hey, next time I'm, I'm in your area, I might just do that. Yeah, we do that. And then I'll get all the cool cards and then you can 
buy some Pokemon cards and it'll be a win-win. I get like, all your cool cards. No lie, like I've been to the Grand Canyon three separate times since I went to Sabatocon. So like next time I go, I'll just yeah. text you at a time. We just meet up and do do the canyon. I'll give you that deck. That works. Nice. We'll figure it out. But yeah, uh, besides that, it's been pretty good. Uh, like I said, listening to jazz is pretty usual. Just chilling out at nights. I've been really sleeping badly, but you know, I'm pretty. I've been like going to bed like at 2 a.m. every day, but I need to fix that. What well, about that's you, why Dave? you're sleeping How badly you <laughs> if you're going to bed at yeah. 2 a.m. Yeah, oh, I need to stop doing that. Yeah. Daylight savings has screwed me up on that regard too. I went to sleep last night at 2 a.m. and it's not because I didn't. Uh, it wasn't being responsible. I was in my bed at 11. Yeah, well, I, I I'm with you there. It's mostly my kids that are having a hard time with the adjustment, but uh, it's mm -hmm. it affects me obviously. Um, yeah, I stopped I stopped going to bed so late because that was killing me, and I was sick in the middle of that, so it was like being sick and being tired all the time made it difficult to want to go to work and do anything. But yeah, so because I would be up late uh, playing, you know, whatever on the Switch, and uh, I'd lose track of time. So yeah, I had to start like being a little bit more conscious of when I was going to bed because uh, I'm not 20 anymore, and it's not like you know, especially if I've had alcohol, you know, <laughs> then it's like I wake up just feeling trashed. So, uh, but yeah, so we've got Emerald joining us, and uh, that's cool. You've been you've been absent. For a while, Emerald, I think. Have you just uh, been really busy with work? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I don't think I've taken uh, an RDO is like a rostered day off. Right. And the way my flex hours work working for the government is that I can bank credit hours to take a Friday off uh, if I don't really have anything important to do that Friday. And I've had important things to do every Friday since, uh, geez, since, uh, you know, for the last two months. Mm -hmm. it's, it was either that or someone was visiting and I was uh, entertaining guests. But uh, yeah, today I actually got all my writing done for my proposals and whatever by one o'clock, and I was ready to clock out early. Nice. Well, nice Martin night. Martin says I'm a spring chicken, but that's not true. But I can tell you, uh, when, speaking of spring chickens, is that uh, we just got chickens. I was say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say. say. Uh, so yeah, my wife, it's her birthday coming up, and that's what she wanted. So and it's not cheap, actually. <laughs> Pun not intended, but cheap. Uh, um, but no, it's not cheap at all. Actually, it's very cheap, cheap, cheap. It's not only the coop is expensive, the all the shit that the chickens <laughs> have to, you know, it's actually it's probably one of the most expensive birthday presents I've ever given her, and it's going to be time and labor putting the coop together and everything like that. But uh, yeah, no, that it's it's cool. There, I've got these like six little chicks chirping away in my living room. Or sorry, not in my living room, in my kitchen. But I'll be like out on the couch playing video games or something, and then all of a sudden I hear like a little knock, 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 and it's one of them like messing around in that bin, you know, in the kitchen. Are you or... supposed to leave those things outside in their own hen house or something? They're not there yet. They're we're talking like tiny. These things can't. These things would just die from the cold if they, if we put them outside. Dave gets all the chicks. <laughs> but yeah, so... so so if you have like six chickens, does that mean you have like? Uh, that's enough br for breakfast for a couple people every day of the week, right? Yeah, yeah, except one of them is a silky, which is kind of like the equivalent of a sheepdog of a chicken. And they're, it's as far as eggs go, it's a joke. Like, they're pretty much a pet, but they're always going to be the runt, you know? And, and they're already getting their pecking order. So, you know, there's this one who's like a prima donna, and she just pecks on all the other ones, and it's like, you go here, you do this, I'm the boss, you know? And the little one wow. that I picked, that's mine... Um, she she's gonna grow up to look ridiculous because you won't even be able to see her eyes. She have feathers all over the place. Uh, um, but yeah, she won't give eggs. She'll just look cute. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, uh, Martin asks if there are foxes in San Diego, and uh, no, there are not any foxes. But we do have coyotes, and we have uh, owls and hawks and cats and possums and raccoons and dogs. Bunch of bunch of oh rats yeah animals that would just love to eat a chicken <laughs> so I'm gonna have to build a fortress to keep these pathetic things alive anyway you got this Dave but no that's really cool I'm yeah. excited for you you know yeah it's gonna, gonna be have fun to, I have to save some eggs for me so I can have some omelets sure thing <laughs> I'll get sick of eggs very fast well you know I don't think I'll eat any more than I I don't know that that's I haven't even thought that far. It's not, they're not really mine. I mean, 
that's the thing is my wife's like all into gardening and homesteading and all that stuff so i think chickens were just like the the obvious conclusion but it's a lot of work and she's finding that out real quick you, uh, you, you got the saturn stuff and she has the chickens <laughs> Well, here's Sounds the thing. Like she, right. she has the option of divesting from this hobby at any given point by making you a really nice soup. <laughs> Yikes. 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 Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no. Um, but, I mean, yeah, we if we, because we're renting this place, when we do move, I don't think we're going to be able to move them. I think she's just going to have to board them with someone else, find somebody else who can take them, honestly. Can you Airbnb you a chicken? Of, yeah. Is there yeah. a, let me think. No, there's Billy Hatcher. That's that's a Sega property, but that's not. A, are there any Sega Saturn games with chickens or eggs? That's a trivia for anybody in the comments. First I person. I think the uh, the AI and Knights uh, they they pop out of eggs, don't they? Yeah, good job, good job. There's a, there is a oh nice. well they they do hatch out of eggs, and then they're all there is the egg timer right that you run out of time, and then the egg timer comes after you. Clockwork Knight 3D World, yeah the. The third uh, Clockwork Night puzzle that has eggs in it. Yeah. Oh. What about um? What about um? Uh, what about all those hentai games? They have a lot of chicks in them. Shining Force uh, Three, baby. That's true. Shining Force Three. What are you talking about? Oh. You need the chicken to get the character. This is true. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Good one. I like it. I we like tied it. it in. We 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 made it fit. <laughs> Talking about chickens on a Saturn podcast. So, are the dragons in Panzer Dragoon edible? Y I mean, you'll have to find out. <laughs> I mean, they did no, slaughter a lot of them, out. but I don't think they ate them. I don't know. Talking about in oh in Saga, not because they tried to slaughter them all in in Zvi, you know, and he had Logi like had to save that pup. Okay, I don't know about Saga though. Yeah, Sonic Adventure. There's a ton of stuff once you get on Dreamcast. I mean, there's a game called Egg. <laughs> but, uh... It has nothing to do with eggs. No, it has nothing to do with egg. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Elemental Gimmick Gear. You had those games, those Japanese games, where the title was just complete nonsense, but it sounded cool. Yeah. You know? I still think my favorite, my favorite title is uh, Bongayo is one of my favorite ones. Right, what does that mean? Bongayo. I don't know. It's like a bang. it's like a parody on Bang. Yeah, it's kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> or uh, Naruto. No, bon but Bangayo is it really a parody on Bang? I mean, I that mean, makes like sense bang, at least. Like explosion. Yeah, there's eggs in Shenmue. <laughs> All right, there moving are. right along. We really need I to bring Shenmue. up the browser and talk about news because here we are, like just going, going off. Let's see here. We're always going off. We are always we going the, off. We not, should we announce a couple things before we go or? What do you want to announce? The, the show. The uh, what were we, in, in terms of the writing stuff? Do you want to talk about that? Or do you want to hold off for? Well, yeah. I mean, I I hadn't I hadn't I hadn't written up anything or made, done anything official, but we totally can. It'd be off. It'd just be off the cuff. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Pat and I, and this is actually funny that you bring it up because this is something that Emerald and I were talking about before you came on. It was just like. Uh, Doing Saturn, doing Shiro Show as a weekly show, it definitely puts um, it definitely puts a certain load on on Pat and I to dig up the news, write it up on the website, and then report about it every Friday and have like a cohesive show. Um, and you know, and Emerald, you made a good point. I mean, Saturn's there's only so much news. Um, you know, so some yeah. weeks it's a it's either feast or famine, right? Um, really, it really comes down to the fact that I think we need help. Um, at least to some degree and it may not just be it may not just be from a news perspective It might just be adding content to the site, you know um, So if that's something yeah. that oh go ahead Pat you I was gonna say that uh, I was just gonna say that uh, I think even if it's not like news or just like your opinion articles or maybe a thought on something It'd be kind of right. cool to talk about because a lot of our good discussion. I like comes from a lot of the uh, Peter's um, uh, Saturn uh, showcase games mm -hmm. or the best of Saturn posts, so you know, some of that's also really good. So we don't really necessarily need like mm -hmm. news writers specifically. We can you can also write about what you want, sort of thing. Right. Like I really, I really, um, I really enjoyed Young Money's article. He submitted that to me. Yeah. I copy edited it and put it up on the site. The thing is, not everybody is a gifted writer, and and unfortunately, like we do need we need we need folks that can write. You know, honestly. So it's like if that's something that you're interested in, I think we're going to put out put some kind of graphic together, put out a casting call. 
and see if folks can basically submit a sample of writing to us to consider. Um, and, and if it, if it, if it's good and it gels with what we're doing on the website and everything like that, then you could become a contributor to the site and that would really help us out. I think it would go a long way to providing more content and it would be more varied content than just like my opinion or Pat's opinion, you know? Uh, so nostalgia stuff is fine. You know, memories, uh, your current experiences, uh, and interactions with Saturn or, you know, Saturn adjacent stuff. Anything Saturn. Yeah. yeah as long anything, as it fits. Anything Sega really. Yeah. Anything. Anything Sega really is good, but I mean, if you can tie it into Saturn, it definitely is a plus. But anyway, yeah, so if it's something you're interested in, something you'd like to consider, hit us up with a, with a writing sample. We'll take a look at it. We'll have Peter, our editor, take a look at it as well. And um, we'll give it serious consideration. And I'll probably do something more official beyond this, but since Pat got me on the spot... I'm going to, I'm going to, sorry about that. No, it's okay. I'll beat you up later. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. That's cool. No, I appreciate it. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's probably best that way anyway. Cause I'm just telling you candidly what, what it is. You know, the fact is that, uh, with being so busy and everything like that, it's really hard to just sustain it, you know, and it is a weekly thing. So I'm, I am impressed at ourselves that we've been able to do it for 52 episodes, but being honest, you know, some weeks it's, it's more of a show and other weeks it's just more of us, you know, kind of chatting about jazz <laughs> but yeah no yeah. it's it's all good i think people kind of get it and understand it and enjoy it like usually we have solid viewers and like yeah we enjoy it and i appreciate that i appreciate that a lot and i think yeah, I that do. uh we got we got a lot of cool things coming up and uh yeah honestly it, it seems like we might just be doing the show and that's it but we have like a ton of things behind the scenes that we're working on and it's uh it's definitely uh a lot of work for mm -hmm. sure trying to get everything together so yeah. Well, it seems like we're not doing anything. Things are happening. Trust me. Trust Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah, you and it's trust not... Trust me. Trust Dave. And it's also like, we're never where we really want to be. Like, we're we're doing our best, and we're but we always want to... We always want it to be more than it is, you know? And that takes mm -hmm. a lot of work. So it's like, we're trying to... We're trying to continue uh what's what we've already got going on but at the same time we're trying to look for look ahead and see how we can build it and make it make it more than what it is so um so yeah and uh was there anything else you want to talk about pat or did you want to move on to the news i think that's it we can move on to the news yeah we can move on that real quick all right excellent okay cool um yeah so last week we left off talking about tactics ogre and then um yep this has been a slow news week honestly uh, but what there has been has been really cool. And um, I wanted to start by shouting Hitomi2500, who early in the week uploaded, and this, this came to my attention via K in one of the, one of the chats we had going on. K was like, check this out. Uh, Hitomi2500 got uh, the infamous, uh, you know, rare Heart of Darkness proto running on real hardware, which is something I really didn't even think would be possible. Um, and it turns out that the solution was kind of simple because of the, because of a hardware project, a cart solution that he's been working on since 2015. But um, I'll talk about it a little bit. So Heart of Darkness was a game that was high profile in the industry. Lots of people were looking forward to it because like Eric Chahi and Delphine Software's Out of This World series was did did huge numbers it was huge numbers it was multi-platform it did very well it's been ported to almost everything and uh folks were really looking forward to this game because it was uh promoted on magazine covers and everything like that we we all just thought it was a foregone conclusion we would get just it just a hot dog yes of course it took forever this thing took like six years in development kept getting pushed back ended up making it on playstation windows pc but by that time saturn was dead Thanks, Bernie Stoller. And I mean, thanks, Bernie Stoller. Thanks, he, Bernie. He'd go on to do some good things for Dreamcast and stuff. But I mean, thanks, Bernie. You really did. And then get let go before it gets released. You really did shit on Saturn at the wrong time. And I'm not going to mince words about that. Anyway, but uh, fast forward to, what is it? I think it was, I actually don't know whether to read this as October 5th or whether it was backwards and it could have been, <laughs> it could have been May 10th, 2017. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, K, a murder of crows. He obtained a copy of that beta, uh, beta prototype disc, and he showed off. Uh, this was the 1996 Tokyo Toy Show prototype. Showed off a video mm -hmm. demonstration running in Yabaos or Yabaos, whatever you guys want to call it. But essentially, he had to use an emulator that was able to spoof the expansion memory. Um, 
yeah as you can do yeah because there was no available solution there never was a consumer cart that went beyond like four meg and this thing needs six megabytes uh sorry 48 megabits six megabytes of expansion memory uh, and a strange and Hitomi twenty five hundred said it was also an unusual memory mapping, so it wasn't even it wasn't even conventional in in that regard. Uh, in order to run it on a stock Saturn, so but people were still impressed, you know, to see it. And then of course, um, his friend Don Russell passed away after a hard battle with cancer, and Kay decided to release in honor of him uh, a huge dump of of images to the community. Uh, he did that on our uh, Facebook page i believe back in 2018 and this was when shiro was going as a podcast and everything and that dumps available on hidden palace you can you guys can click through the article and get it there um let's see what else so people tried to get it working with the action replay or whatever but um it told me 2500 um and i i hope i hope i'm saying it. it's told me 2500 right i think he goes by other aliases so, yeah but anyway yeah so he he just just posted it early this week that he got it running on real hardware using the Waska cartridge, which I mean, I've been, I've, uh, let's see here. If you go, okay, that's the Waska page. What I wanted to show folks is that, uh, if you're familiar, uh, well, that's, that's cafe alpha's, uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me, let me see if I can find the actual page where all these Saturn cartridges are. Anyway, uh, cafe alpha's run a page, uh, it's like PP center. <laughs> uh, let me see here. I can't find it through this article, but it's some. The link is somewhere it's on, in here. It's, on, it's under. It's under there. It's under the the image banner. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, um, essentially, there are cart. There have been a lot of carts in production, going way back to people using the comms port to just download saves off of off of the uh, off of the cartridge. You know, like yeah. a lot of action replays have a comms port on top, and. Um, there would be these uh, cartridge solutions that would either use a cable, like a ribbon cable, or even Bluetooth that you could buy through this this site um, to be able to download. And it was very niche, like it was a very niche market, but this was like back in mid-2000s. And then, of course, there was the Saturn Gamers cart, which was, you know, and, and also there's been, you know, use, uh, putting bootloaders uh, like Sudokai on uh, action replays and stuff like that. So this this site documents like all the different carts that have been in development. And Waska is one of those cartridges that's been in development since 2015, but it completely like flew over my radar because it was never something available for commercial sale. Um, and it still isn't. Yeah. But Hitomi says that he, he wants it to be. It's just that he doesn't have, a, they don't have access to the chips right now to like make that a thing. But maybe Cafe Alpha mm -hmm. will assemble some. Um, or, you know, maybe it'll end up on aliexpress or something like that but essentially it it mimics power memory it mimics backup one megabyte roms for king of fighters 95 and ultraman someone asked whether it mattered if it was the japanese king of fighters 95 or, or european but i'm not sure i think uh i think it might be the same you know as far as the the actual data that's on the rom mm -hmm. um one and four megabyte ram expansion it's also designed to launch any third-party code such as bootloaders like pseudo saturn um, future firmware upgrades may even include Netlink uh, support and ODE functionality. Um, it's based on an Altera Max uh, 10 FPGA with external SD RAM. So you can put, use an SD card in there. And uh, internal NIOS or NIOS 2 soft CPU. I'm not exactly sure. You know, I'm not, I'm not like super techie when it comes to that stuff. So I'm, ex I'm not exactly sure what that would be doing. But essentially, um, how he explains how he got this to work was that basically Waska has a five, it has 512 megabit or 64 megabytes SD RAM memory maps. So onto CS zero and CS one slot bus ranges. Those are uh, bus ranges that were used by Saturn games. The CS zero um, is a range of 32 megabytes that was used um, for code and data, but Saturn games only ever used one or two megabytes. Uh, where, uh, whereas the STV arcade board used the entire range. So when people talk about yeah. STV games using more memory, that's kind of what they're talking about. It's using that entire range. Um, and then uh, the CS1 range is 16 megabits that was exclusively for backup carts. But that is where Heart of Darkness is able to store its data since it emulates, uh, since the cart emulates backup with RAM automatically syncing to SD card. So 
Uh, I know this is getting really technical, so some people are probably going to doze off during this part. But yeah. essentially, it's cool because this is the magic. This is how it actually works. And uh, it was just, you know, he figured it out, made it possible to to do this. And and then the the promise of this is also that, you know, people, uh, homebrew developers might be able to actually put a game on the SD card and, and uh, you know, package it like that, you know, uh, because it can provide up to 48 megabytes of RAM or for actual game code, you know, and then um, the launching of STV arcade ROMs might also be possible. So there's, there's just a that'd lot of potential. Yeah, that would be, I think that, I think so too, you know, I think it'd be interest, interesting. There's a lot of potential here, in other words. Um, so, you know, despite the fact that it also supports this, that, you know, this uh, prototype <laughs> that, that nobody has been able to get running on, on real hardware. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. It was definitely worth, I think it was definitely worthy of a shout and definitely worthy of uh, trying to boost the signal on this project so more people know about it. Because, I mean, I, I have my ear to the ground when it comes to Saturn stuff, and I didn't even know about this until Kay showed me. And I was just like, wow, I cannot believe that I, I... I've probably looked at that page several times and just scrolled past it because I really didn't know what it was for, you know? But um, anyway, folks, uh, you have my attention now, and I'll be watching uh, as this develops, and, you know, hopefully... Uh, hopefully we're able to see it down the road as as like a at least a small batch run, you know, something that would be available. Because I would be interested. It'd be really cool if they could make it affordable to put games on their indie devs, just sell games that way. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I think Zenos brought that up. Like, he was thinking, oh, that, that would be pretty convenient, you know? Well, um, so... I mean, so... so uh, six megabytes or eight megabytes is nice, but it is not uh, a full-size game, for the well, most part. Okay, but it was 48 megabytes, I believe. So six megabytes was what was required by that specific right. prototype. But they were saying that you add an SD card to this thing, right? Um, so, uh, Knight, Knight can answer this question for me, but I don't know what the full addressable size of memory is on the Saturn on that bus. Is Knight here? Uh, he, he might be busy or something. Okay. No, I'm good. I was just uh, going to Discord to unmute it. All right, so with the uh, Saturn, the CS0 gets you 32 megabytes, and the CS1 gets you 16. So right. you have 48 just raw ad or, uh, address space. If you throw in things like mappers, you could extend that space. Okay, so so you could, you could put... Uh, how, how fast can you bank switch like that, though? Like, would it be noticeable? Uh, it all depends on what you use, but it should be really quick. Hitomi okay. in the chat said 48 megabytes is addressable directly. Okay, so so if you have 48 megabytes, and let's say you use uh, banks of 16 for like music and sound effects and stuff like that, and you could put different versions of the engine combined with uh, uh, level data, like ba batches of level data, uh, it, it would take several banks to get up to the point where you have the same capacity as a CD. Not saying you need the full capacity of a CD, but uh, you will have a different set of limitations. Instead of worrying about how much you can load and how fast you can load it, it becomes from closer to a PS1 to closer to an N64, where you're going to have to design a smaller game, but you have right. uh, m much different uh, size limitations. I think that's so, why what he was thinking about yeah. when he mentioned homebrew games, because like a lot yeah. of a lot of the games that folks are doing now. So you're right. If you were wanting to make like a cinematic, you know, like Enemy Zero or something, maybe that wouldn't be possible without streaming stuff off of a disc. But um, you know, like if you're doing like a small bite size game, you know, like a puzzle maybe game a or, something. or something. Yeah, CubeCat so, might. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, CubeCat definitely would. Most, most, oh, pretty much any homebrew game definitely would be able to fit in that uh, if you don't include the music. Um, or like really detailed really, textures. Yeah, yeah, and 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 if 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 we figured out the MIDI problem, which at some point I've been meaning to bug Ponut about helping me figure that out, mm -hmm. uh, at least a jury rig version of it, uh, then it would be much easier to do. Uh, I think uh, a better mindset to be in is instead of thinking of this as a Saturn game or a PS1 game, think of it as an N64 game. Think of the limitations that you see in N64 yeah. games, and that would be what you would be able to replicate with this machine right because yeah it's gonna suck though that we're not gonna be able to take advantage of the cd drive itself but I'm here's the thing though uh, this so nothing. so what's the difference between this and, and a psk 
Like, is it possible to do the same kind of defeating mechanism that PSK puts in as part of the loading code on, say, the CS0 portion of the of the cart and have the disc there available for FMVs or music? Well, or PSK doesn't have a C- the PSK doesn't have an FPGA or a or an SD card. Well, you, you don't you don't need that part. What you need is, is the code in the PSK that allows you to boot from burnable discs. Yeah, I think the issue though is just the price range of that plus the CD and everything together, and it's easy just to sell it as a oh, just have this as a plug and play thing and it works. So selling. Oh, oh, okay, I see. So, yeah. so if, if so, if we used Waska as a platform and sold the games as as read only SDs, that's one of the I- yeah. ideas that's being uh, talked about. And then it also Waska also boots sudo, uh, in addition yeah. to you know any other bootloader. So technically, you've got. It'd be kind of like a very robust option, you know, a very robust solution that has a lot of uh, different use cases. I, I wonder though yep. if the, the the gamers cart though that that supports an SD card. Um, how is this different? I would like to know how is this really different from the gamers cart? And I mean, as a layman to all this, that's the thing I don't really understand. I don't think the gamers cart has that much RAM built up. Like the the amount of RAM here that we're talking about relative to Saturn is is kind of ridiculous. Um, we're 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 addressing the problem as if it's read only memory. But if we just treat it like extra RAM, and and played a CD game like normal, you could store so much of the game in forty eight megabytes. Right, uh, a ridiculous amount. I think the gamers cart is only really there to load up a game normally, mm-hmm. uh, which is to say you're using the standard. A uh, couple megabytes of RAM that you have on the system. Yeah. Yeah, because we could figure out a way to put the games on there and just shove it in there. We could sell like N64 games and. Yeah. So, know, so there was that. actually a relatively interesting conversation that uh, me, Trekkies, and Knight had the other day regarding what would it take to port Mario 64 or Mario Kart 64 onto the Saturn. And the conclusion was uh, we would need a whole lot more RAM. So like some sort of ROM cart, maybe something like this Waska, to uh, actually import all the sprites in. Because the sprite sheets on the N64 are huge, and they can be because they're immediately dressable off the cart. Right. So the type of game that you can make with this kind of thing is entirely different. Yeah. That's yeah, I think... a cool concept. Depending on, how, depending on how easy or hard it is to source those chips and put and assemble these things, you know, that's, that's really the thing. I mean, the gamer's cart... It's I'm I'm only imagining that it would be at least somewhere in the same neighborhood of cost as that. And again, it becomes cheaper the more they're the more they're able to right. sell and and everything like that. So as long as it remained like something really niche, I think that it probably end up being a little more expensive. But and, and I think printing these PCBs would be relatively cheap at, per unit. Uh, the the issue is someone has to go and manufacture it and solder right. in all the memory banks and uh, test them. Right. Exactly. I mean, see, we might be looking at $60 games for Saturn, which, I mean, it's going to suck, but I mean, if we can get to 60 it'd be a, kind of a good deal if you think about it. I think he yeah, actually... 60 might be generous. So he has a, a an area on his page for assemblers. So there's like a little form you can put in your email and uh, basically fill out this thing if you're interested in assembling these things. Because I know he, he mentioned Cafe Alpha. <laughs> Maybe somebody else was interested in assembling these things, but... Oh, um... There actually was there. Uh, what was it in this in this uh, gallery right here? You had um, another dude. I forget who it was. Who had actually? Dude McDuderson. <laughs> dude McDuderson. X Rider. X Rider uh, had assembled one of these. Uh, maybe a couple. I don't know. But yeah. So there, there, there. There's more than one individual uh, working on this, obviously. But it was really Hitomi's been. I believe has been working on it since the beginning. And was the one who really broke this this news. So anyway, shouts to Hitomi. Um, got your hand in a lot of things. I believe even games. You know, for the recent competition and stuff like that. So very impressive. And I I, I hope to see Thank more you. from this. I ho- yeah. I hope this doesn't just end up being a news a news blurb and then we don't hear anything more about it. I would love to to see this potential uh you know lived out. Love to see what happens Fantasy, with it. So yeah. yep. I think I'm going to put this clip on YouTube. I'm going to name it N64 Games on the Saturn and like some clickbait <laughs> thing get us a lot of views. That, 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 would, be, that, that would be clickbait right there. Probably get I slapped. mean, if you really want to be deceptive about it, <laughs> put the old uh, uh, map test that XL2 had where he ported the 
uh, Mario 64, um, the castle map onto Hellslave Engine. Send me that picture. I'll do that. That sounds funny. But yeah, how many how many megabytes was Resident Evil Two? Was that a sixty four megabyte cart, or was that like five hundred and twelve? Was that like half a gig? That must have been, that must have been half a gig, I think. Okay, half a gig. Wait, wait. What do you what do you guys for? We're so talking Resident about N sixty four. Yeah, we're, yeah. Oh, it could okay. not have been half a gig. That's that's insane for the N sixty four. They never be able to sell it. No. Yeah. Uh, here, let me let me let me check my archive. Uh, I have yeah. uh, a collection of. I believe Angel Studios Tony Hawk 2 was like 64 megabytes or less. And and most of that size was the like the audio they were streaming, like the, the it was like MP3 tracks kind of, yeah, but like it, a, it was 64 so megabytes. 64. I I have I have 65 meg uh, uh on my Resident Evil 2 uh and I mean that's ROM file. that's an edge case. So like that that's they really yeah. crammed a lot in there, but you could do a lot with 48 megabytes too. Yeah, and so, you can make so, a very so fast most game. So games uh, that I'm looking at, uh, they come in various classes, and I think the fixed size is, has to do with the chip that they they purchased. So I don't think it's filling up that entire 64 meg uh, area. I think that's they had a 64 meg uh, capacity that they that they had to purchase in order to put more than 32 in. Because I'm seeing 64, 32, 16, 12, and 8 as size classes, and they're all identical sizes. So they're just dumping the RAM, include, the ROM, including the, the dead parts, the zeroed out parts. So if you actually went to a hex editor and found the last zero uh -huh. in the ROM, uh, that would tell you the actual size you'd need. Okay, so here's, here's a stupid person question, but that's fine. I'm, I'll be the stupid person right now. So could your game be, could your game, if, as long as it can fit on the SD card, be like, say, a gig, but you only need to access 48 megabytes at a time and that's the situation like you could stream more data in so, that you need to access immediately is that that is the bank switching that we were referring to okay. earlier all right where we would have multiple portions of the chip 16 megs or 32 megs at a time uh differently accessible uh th the problem with that is is uh yeah once once you bank switch you have to bank switch back if you need to access something differently right so presumably the engine of the game and the important bits are loaded into main Saturn bus right. uh, or sorry, Saturn Ram to begin with. And you got two megs to play with there. And then uh, some basic stuff is loaded into video memory, but that's constantly going to be changing. So you can't count on that. Uh, same with uh, sound is you're constantly going to be loading in sound. So what I would do is I would dedicate uh, the 16 meg portion to uh, a compressed audio uh, maybe like ADX music or something like that and PCM samples for a certain portion of the game. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe you won't have an entire soundtrack. Maybe you'll have a level with uh, the enemy sounds on that 16 meg and then you'll have multiple banks for every, every different level. Uh, for the 32 uh, meg portion, uh, you just load in different uh, visual assets for each level. So uh, in the case of like, let's say Banjo, uh, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, whenever you load in uh, the first level, I don't remember any of the names of the levels, but like uh, just one level is going to be a large environment with many different textures, uh, many different enemies, and that will be maybe one bank on CS1, one bank on CS0. You go back to the hub world, you switch banks, uh, the engine is still there, it's still doing its thing in main memory. But yeah, it, it is to totally feasible. I don't know what the limit on bank switching is. I don't know how many banks you can line up. Mm. Uh, I imagine it would be excessive. Well, I mean, banks. yeah, it's to me, it sounds like there's a ton of potential with this cart, but maybe it just needs that focus of like, okay, this is what, these are all the things we can use it for potentially. And let's try to like follow that and like, uh, enhance the design or like refine the design to really like, uh, you know, get rid of the stuff that's, that's not needed and really focus on the stuff that, that is, or, or just keep it a Swiss army knife, <laughs> you know, and have it be able to do like everything. But, uh, but yeah, no, it, it just, it's just definitely seems like a really, uh, like a really cool project that's been in the works for gosh, near a decade now. And, uh, I, so, I'm just finding out about it now. I mean, it's, it's not super great for homebrew, just to, the way that we're doing things now where we're able to give away ISOs. Right. Uh, however, if, if anyone were to attempt to monetize Saturn development, uh, this seems like the uh, path of least resistance mm -hmm. in that, uh, you know, Sega Extreme or, or, or Saturn Shiro would sell this as a platform. And then the developers would sell read-only SDs uh, as a plug-in. 
Cool. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, we'll keep an eye on this project. Hitomi, obviously, you're in our Discord oh, and in our community. Honest. Just let us know anytime there's something new and interesting, and we'll be sure to we'll be sure to take a look and and maybe even report on it. Um, we'll share it out. Yeah. Um, uh, next is something that we did already report on a while back. I think back in like October, November, uh, was that uh, Will's console modifications uh, in the UK. Uh, created a a little board that allows you to keep your Sega Saturn CD-ROM drive if you have a Fenrir. So um, it, there's a there's a printed there's a uh, what am I trying to say? There's a 3D print assembly part, and then there's the board itself and a ribbon that it goes with. This is the 20-pin model that he's got uh, coming up available on. Let's see, mark your calendars for Monday, March 21st. If you're interested, you have a Fenrir, and you'd like to keep your CD-ROM drive. He's got 40 kits that are going to be available at 5.30 p.m. UK time, or GMT, basically. That's uh, 10.30 a.m. Pacific or 1.30 p.m. Eastern. So if this is something you're interested in, his last batch sold out. So, I mean, there's definitely enough demand. Uh, and, and, I mean, he's only able to make, like, 40 at a time. Uh, so his last batch sold out. I'm sure he's going to make another batch, and that's probably going to sell out. So he did... Uh, What's he, the price? The price is 45 pounds. 45 British pounds. That's uh, $60. 60 bucks. In addition to the Fenrir, the cost of the Fenrir, which is currently what? Is it, like, 150 or something? I forget. Uh, it's in euros, though, so... I. I'd have to do the conversion in my head, but it's, it's still cheaper. It's all of that. 130. Okay, one thirty. So that's all of that is still cheaper than getting a satiator, and you <laughs> and you're able to boot your games off of a NAS. So over Wi-Fi, it also allows you to uh, utilize a VCD for the handful of uh, VCD MPEG games. MPEG games, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it's like you need to solder for it, do you? I think there's one point. That uh, it actually let's let's check. There's an install. Uh, you'll need uh, some very thin double-sided tape uh, to access uh, and access to the 3D printer. Oh, okay. So wait a second. Maybe he's not uh, selling the 3D. Hold okay, on a second. So, so if uh, if Martin's correct, 110. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that 110 pounds? Sorry. I'm gonna go to the store uh, page. 110 is, pounds is 145. Okay, here's what you get. You get you do get the 3D printed insert, the tray. You get the board that actually does like the toggle switching. Um and then uh you you get some ribbon cables. So it, it basically is just a toggle switch between the Fenrir and uh and the board, basically. Wait, where do you where do you toggle it? Um that part is not obvious to me. But, do you have to because this looks like one of those solutions where you have to like drill a hole into the side of the saturn in order to access the toggle uh yeah probably there's a, there is one five volt solder location so there's one wire that you need to uh basically give it power off the board it didn't say anything about soldering though so i'm a bit confused on well i mean it's showing right here five volt solder point connection yeah, but it didn't say anything in the instructions, or maybe I'm missing something. Yeah. Am I missing a solder I mean, thing? I know. Sorry, who's that? I didn't see who it was. I don't know. Somebody was talking in the background, but... I think Knight's arguing. Someone's an argue with Knight. <laughs> well... Yeah, so there's every Saturn is a little different, you know. Some have different opening mechanisms and stuff like that. So I believe that this install instruction right here is if you have like a different a different type of Saturn with a different opening mechanism. Um, but again, it doesn't look like something. If you were able to install your Fenrir, it doesn't look like you're gonna have much trouble with this. Maybe one yeah. wire that you have to solder for power, but I mean that's gonna be a pretty big. I mean that that's not like you're doing some like really tiny. It's nothing that you're gonna need like a magnifying glass for or anything like that. Um, yeah. But then again, I think the kind of person who went the Fenrir route probably wouldn't be afraid to to implement something like this. And essentially, what you get out of it is you get the best of both worlds. You get your Fenrir and you get to keep your CD-ROM drive. 
So it's a niche market. I think most people who get the Fenrir are probably just going to kiss their CD-ROM drive goodbye and be like, you know, never going to look back. But, you know, there is a niche market of people who would like to just kind of have it all. You know, have the the ODE, have the CD-ROM drive, have the VCD card, have the Wi-Fi. There's there's so much that you get out of this. And and who knows, you know, I mean, what would be wonderful is if there could be some kind of way to make this like an all-in-one kit. And if he like, if, if he like reaches out to, to set and like, I don't know, licenses this or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And just have it be like, you know, maybe this is just the beginning, you know, for folks who are like willing to, to put in the work and make it happen. But maybe in the future, it might be an all-inclusive kind of like option, you know, to make it a lot easier and, and it could be, I could see this being like the ultimate way to go, you know, because even with the satiator, like, and I, and I love my satiator, don't get me wrong, but I, I do, I won't be able to play like the lunar MPEG game or, or, uh, you know, any of the other, what is it? The, I mean, it's not like you can't play it. You just, you can't looking at slightly worse video. Right. Right. You, you know, it's, it's a, it, I guess the way that, the way that, uh, K a murder of crows argue against it is a, it's taking some of the functionality away from the yeah. machine that it already had. So if you're looking right. at it that way and you're a little OCD about it, then I can definitely understand. I mean, it's, it's a sacrifice we're all willing to make if we got a satiator. Right. But, um, but again, like yeah, satiate ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, again, at, 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 for those that got a Fenrir, this is definitely something to look at. So anyway, it's there. It's going live. A batch of 40 are going to probably sell out immediately because I'm sure there's at least 40 people who are interested in clicking by now. So uh, so there's the store page link. Monday, March 21st, 5.30 p.m. GMT. And uh, he said... or not get one. And when asked about a 21 pin, uh, he said that's coming soon, like soon after this. So right now he's just focusing on uh, clearing these out. And then uh, the, yeah. the 21 pin will be after that. So if you have a 21 pin, just hold on and he'll get to it. It's good stuff. Yeah. Last but not least is uh, a best of Saturn, hashtag best of Saturn. And we're talking about digital pinball ne- Necronomicon, which I think it's almost been a year now since we did our pinball. Was that a year ago that we did that? Let's see here. Uh, let's check it. Yeah. I can click through here and find out. This was uh, May third, so May third. Yeah, like clo- it's close though. I cannot believe About it's been months. that long. Best best pinball game on Saturn, hands down, and one of the best yeah. pinball games. I would argue not the best, but perhaps the best of that era. What about that uh, pack-in pinball game that came with uh, Windows XP? Yeah, what That's was that close? <laughs> close second. It's just 3D pinball. That's good for nostalgia. I know what you're talking about. The the, the standard. The standard pinball game. What was that called? Actually, I can't even remember. I just know like I, I no, mostly I played 3D pinball. I don't know. Yeah, I mostly played mine. Uh, what was it? The, the Minesweeper. Minesweeper. Yeah, I played Minesweeper and oh, oh, Space Cadet. That's what it was. Space Cadet. Yeah, 3D pinball. pinball, Space Cadet. Yeah, yeah, and uh, a lot of solitaire on, on Windows. But yeah, no, this is a this was a you know 60 frames per second pinball game with John Petrucci doing guitar, at least on the intro. Yeah, it's a fantastic soundtrack and a fantastic pinball game. I think uh, out of all of them, I think this probably was my favorite one that was on it, even better than that, uh, the devil, the anime one. And that's well, a rare thing oh, for yeah. me to pick this over anime. That one was that's fun, a... but it was weird. It was You're talking about the vertical yeah. one, right? Top to bottom vertical? Yeah, yeah that was a weird one. Yeah. That was one that Cameron, I think, uh, recommended to me. Cameron from the the junkyard, and I I yeah. did like that one. I, I it, but it, but again, like I think the thing is we were really trying to judge this by like how good is, how good is it as a pinball game, not just like a, a a kind of a weird, you know, spinoff. Yeah, that that was great for like a cutesy anime game, but I mean, this definitely feels a lot more solid, you know. Exactly. It feels like you're actually playing on a pinball board, a machine yeah. that's like at your local arcade, which I liked about it. Yes. I feel like the only thing that could have made this better, honestly, is if Saturn controller, if 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 Sega had come out with some kind of like DualShock controller for the Saturn, you know? 
Um, yeah, it's just like on both sides and vibrating as it goes. Yeah, and no, I'm not gonna... I, I, oh, go ahead. I, I didn't realize that, but the Saturn did not have any rumble feature and everyone else did. No, and, and that's actually one of the things. Of you know, people love the Saturn, uh, the Japanese Saturn D-pad, you know? And I do too. But one thing that I've always felt about it was that it feels so light. You know, it just feels so light in your hands. Um, and, and the weight of it, I always felt like you could have added a couple rumble motors and it would have been the, the perfect, like, weight. It, it would have kind of felt like a PS3 or PS4 controller, you know? Um, but because I, I love the shape and the feel of a Saturn, uh, of a Japanese Saturn D-pad, but um, I, just, I just wish it weighed a little bit more. And I've heard of people, like, opening them up and, and sticking, like, weights in them, you know, just to make them so that they didn't, like, drop out of your so hands. You know? Yeah, well, you know. So it just drops on your foot and crushes <laughs> yeah. it. Or, or, you know, when you get angry and you chuck it across the room, you know, that it does more damage. I don't know. Break your CRTs, break your PVMs. Now, sure the 3D good. analog, that could have supported the uh, rumble. It was patented. We just didn't see the Saturn live long enough to have it. So you need like a rumble pack with pass through for that cable that just detached on it. Yeah. You have to tell it exactly where. Like the same thing like the N Nintendo 64 basically. Right, rumble pack. It wasn't part of the cable. Yeah, I remember seeing that in the patent. And it, yeah, that would have been that would have been amazing. So that patent's expired. So if we really wanted to make a game that supported <laughs> that, uh I I think uh I don't think it's it's out of the question. Yeah. Also, I don't have gamer rage. I don't throw stuff against the wall. I only, I only beat on my legs. I, like just punch my own inner thigh or whatever. Yeah. So is that like a workout whenever you play Mr. Bones? Uh, yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> that would be cool. You know, I, mean, I, I, I got a leg day from walking from that cemetery. So yeah, I guess so. You know what you could do though. You, you could even a, a homebrew developer. I think could pretty easily make some kind of like res clone i mean since the graphics are so uh, you know they're so rudimentary right you know res uses like uh, non-textured polygons right flat shaded polygons uh i, I imagine you and, and a bunch of wireframe stuff going on right so i imagine yeah, like you sorry the Saturn natively supports wireframe. That's just a, right. that's, a that's a render mode. Exactly. Yeah. So you could do you you could make some kind of like res clone, and then if you were able to work in the the motors, you know that that would be cool. Plus the Saturn I mean, has good sound. You could make it all chiptune audio, and it would still sound great. Yeah, I mean th this is all nice in theory, and it is all very possible. <laughs> but like I, yes. I just want to nobody actually wants to make it. Uh, uh, temper everyone's expectations. Like a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is theoretical in nature. Yeah. And uh, just chasing new hardware in the Saturn is a black hole. Yes. And that's with me wanting to uh, pursue the, uh, the the Tizen USB cable. Yes. I, I mean, that, fair, that's, that's part uh, of the I fun, think, though. I think hentai games would be much more fun if they had a rumble feature. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> that's, uh... I mean, I love the idea of exploiting this machine as far as you can you know so like that's why i like talking about this stuff even if, even if it's never going to happen um a lot of the so stuff is theoretically me, possible you know uh, is uh, i made a, a quantum mechanical simulation on the saturn for one stream and i don't think i backed up that stream i think i lost it uh saturn. i still have the code somewhere but you can use the saturn for scientific computation and i showed that with the uh, with the right adjustments it uh it's it's doable it makes accurate uh, predictions those SH2s are pretty, uh, were pretty fast for, for their day, you know? Yeah, I was, I was doing a proper uh, coupled quantum well simulation on the Saturn, and it was coming up with basically the right answer. Were you using both CPUs? Basically the right answer. Uh, no, no, I was using a single CPU. I was right. doing it very stupidly. The only difference was I was using fixed instead of floats, so I had to make a lot of adjustments. Right, because the Saturn doesn't support floats, right? Uh, it does in software, but that makes things right. much, much slower. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I wanted to do it properly to begin with. Yeah. Well, the Saturn also supports, uh, it supports a lot of stuff in software, <laughs> but, but I don't know that you would want to. Hey, it supports ray tracing in software. Right. Yeah. It supports, uh, rendering triangles in software, <laughs> you know, but I mean, how many could you render? <laughs> that's the, that's the question, you know? Yeah. Uh, how long you got? And a half. How long do you got? <laughs> so anyway. Uh, all that to say that Digital Pinball Necronomicon is a great game and you guys should check it out if you haven't. 
um, it's getting more and more expensive because it basically it carries a reputation that it deserves as as like the best the pinball game to get. So unfortunately, uh, there's only so many copies, and but you can play a you can play a burnt copy or a Japanese copy or a, well that's what I'm talking about. There's only there's only a Japanese oh, copy. Yeah, only the Jap yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's that's the what I'm saying. There's only the so many Japanese copies, and one, all the people from the West. Yeah, it's like all the people from the West are like, I, I want a pinball game on my Saturn. What's the best one? And it's this game, hands down. So it's like so many people importing uh, reduces the number of copies to go around. So this thing, this game keeps climbing up. Um, I see. I see a buy it now for thirty dollars from Necronomicon. Or is this a, a where do you? Right. Is this a repro? Is this a repro? I don't think so. Yeah, Where are you looking? Like a repro. What are you looking at? Uh, I just typed. I just typed in pinball games on eBay. It's a. I thought it was like a sixty-five dollar game. It looks like thirty bucks, but I don't know. What, That's a good this deal. Is kind of. I still don't understand selling repros for the Saturn because you need a PSK to run it anyway. So you're buying. I guess I, I, I understand buying the box and the manual. I don't understand buying the disc. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think. I think maybe it's just people want something to put on their shelf. But again, like you said, I, I don't I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But yeah, uh, and again now with OD. chat though. Yeah. Twenty buy it now from Japan, it looks like. Is this just the manual? Yeah, it's just the manual. What the heck? No, it's a full game. What the heck? Yeah, oh that's the trial edition, that's why. That was trial edition. Oh yeah, seventy five, I see it. Yeah, I I mean uh and I mean I think it's I think it's I think it's worth 50 bucks if you're collecting. You know, like if you're collecting and you're serious about doing a Japanese game collection, um it's like worth 50 bucks, but again, it's just going up and up and up and 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 it's like with new consoles and everything like that, it it's it's a tough dilemma. Do I buy new games? Do I buy like three new games or do I buy one Saturn game, you know? So, it's and a I pickle I understand where you're at, Pat. Was you're like, I'm just done, you know. Like, <laughs> I got what I, I got what I got, and yeah, I got, I got my weird. I got Castlevania. I got Imaginite Ray Earth. What else do I need at this point? Is there? Mm -hmm. I can't think of any other game that I absolutely, positively need that's gonna, that's gonna kill my wallet. Like the only other game I could see is maybe Initial D or maybe the Soccer Wars Special Editions, but those things are so cheap. They're like a, 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 a like it's like a dime. To get all of those things, I bet if if I bet if Snatcher was in English, you'd pay over a hundred bucks for that. I pay over a thousand dollars for that. Day if you don't <laughs> deny my love for Snatcher, and it's not even the best version. I mean, and I'm a, you know coming from a Saturn fan, I, I I still feel like I mean, okay, that's my opinion. Don't shoot, but I think that the Sega CD version is better. I and I haven't played. Uh, oh no, I'm uh, okay. Police Knots is on PC eighty eight, right, or PC ninety eight. Uh yeah. Was Snatch did Snatcher receive a a, a version on PC ninety eight? Chaz think so, would know. Yeah. Chaz would know that. Right off Chaz hand. the game master. But yeah, um I yeah, like the I've art style. I like the art style of police knots on the PC ninety eight. Like those really chunky pixels, you know? Exactly, exactly. I I I really like uh I really like PC ninety eight stuff and it's not because half of them are hentai games. Right. It's you know what I'm talking about though, right? Like as a police knots fan, you it's got that aesthetic. It's got like all those yeah. cool like aesthetic colors. When it when it jumps to the Mega Drive, it's good, but it kind of or sorry when it when it jumps to like 3DO uh, Saturn, it it, it kind of loses something. I feel, um, and I still love it. I love P I I love it on PlayStation and Saturn. But I when I look at screens, when I look at screens of of like those crisp pixels on the PC ninety eight, I'm like, man, that looks awesome. In all honesty, though, I, honestly, I think the worst version of Snatcher has to be on the MSX. Oh yeah, it's not even a complete game. Oh right, yeah, it's I I, I haven't obviously. I mean, I, I've emulated MSX a couple times, but I haven't played that for sure. Yeah, it's it's kind of a kind of a sadness. It, the funny thing is, fun fact that um, uh, I forgot what his name was something Urbina the guy that did the Artemio P test suite. Yeah, Artemio. Yeah, Artemio did worked on that translation, which I thought was kind of funny. Really? But it makes sense. Huh. Yeah, he's in the credits. Artemio Bina's in the... If you play the MSX version of Snatcher, his, names are, his name is in the no way. opening credits. No way. Wow. Page, I had yeah. no idea. I had no idea. That's crazy. Um, yeah. That so is cool. If you, if you got a Mr. PC 
or a uh, MSX, go boot that up, the translation, and his name is in the credits or the opening scene. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Retro Hour, they, they just uh, dropped a podcast interviewing Robert Leyland. I figured people would be interested in that. Uh, our, our own Nick Pandemonium did an interview with him on Genwar. And uh, look up Retro Hour podcast. They they just did they just released an interview with Robert Leyland talking, you know, talking some of his older stuff, Toji and Mineral, so, older stuff on the Genesis, Amiga stuff on on the Saturn, and then on the PlayStation. Uh, it's an interesting interview. I listened to it today. It was pretty cool. So, folks might be interested in that if you like developer content, developer interview stuff. Uh, he kind of bagged on this, kind of bagged on the Saturn quite a bit, but uh, you know, at least you know. Yeah. It, but but I was talking to Nick about it. How it was all like um, like the the truth for developers back then uh, is different than the truth for developers now, right? Like like it, it's not like they're it's not like they're really being hard on the Saturn. It's like they had a lack of documentation. They had a lack of tools. Uh, they had a subpar graphics library. You know, so it's like uh, as hard as it was, like they're being completely honest what it was, you know, versus PlayStation back then. And then of course, like now in hindsight, 25, almost 30 years hindsight, we look at it a little bit differently. Cause we know that, uh, that, uh, you could do transparencies. It's just not as straightforward <laughs> as it was on the PlayStation, but yeah, an interesting interview. I really, I really enjoyed it. Anything else we want to, yeah. anything else we want to shout or plug before Aside from we gotta we gotta thank our Patreon supporters. Oh yeah, I should probably get that that link up there. Uh, yeah, um, honestly, I think I'm really excited for our stuff that's that's upcoming. I think there's a lot of really cool stuff that we got going on, and I'm excited for uh, the project that hopefully is going to be coming up fairly soon. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm hoping for the the magazine. Oh okay, yeah. Well, hopefully. We'll see. I guess Peter gave you uh, uh, proofreading responsibilities. Yeah, I'll, I'll go through that. If you could send me like the issue of it, I'll go through the PDF. Sure. And I'll make notes. Yeah. Okay, great. I will. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much in the bag as, 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 soon as, uh, as soon as we just make sure that there's not a single... You know, like I, my, I've, gone, I've gone cross-eyed looking at that thing now, so I need somebody else to look at it. And as as soon as I can I'll say, I, as soon as I can say, yeah, we don't have any errors or anything like that. It's ready to go. It's ready. It, it um, we can get it up on. I don't know if we can do some kind of timed exclusive thing for our Patreon supporters, you know, so they have it. But I do. I did kind of intend, or we did collectively intend for the PDF to be just kind of a free thing for the community to enjoy. So I figured we have an archive.org account. Shiro does, and we can upload it there because they have like a nice little interactive magazine viewer. Uh, that would be cool. And then like for anybody who wants a physical. I think it's going to be like 10 bucks plus shipping. Uh, it might be 10 bucks in free shipping on the in the continent of the US cuz that I we could probably do media mail. But yeah, if it's going to go across seas then it's definitely going to be like 10 bucks plus shipping cuz we uh while we're not looking to get rich on this thing, we definitely don't want to like be out of pocket any significant amount, yeah. you know. Can't afford to be. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. It's just the way it is, but we'll figure it out. Um but in the meantime, let's uh, shout out our patrons: uh, Emble Nova, Johannes Fetz, Blue Moon ninety five, Derek aka A Team, uh, Mamphus, Nutrageous, Snooky Trev, and of course Young Money Sweet. And if you want to uh, be shouted out on the show, if you back us at the ten dollar and above patron level, mm -hmm. you will be shouted out on the show live, and get a lot of cool other perks like early sh like early videos, early Pandemonium videos um early shiro content so you got a lot of good stuff and uh nick's video on his uh on virtual cups pretty much wrapping up at this point mm -hmm. so that should be kind of fairly soon so you'll be able to get that early once he launches it and everything so that'll be really cool I'm so if you guys want to watch some early pandemonium content and i would recommend backing us on patreon and or at least give it to his coffee kofi page mm-hmm I think he's still doing it for that. I'll talk to him about that, and we'll get that sorted. Uh, but yeah, if you don't want to back us financially on like Patreon, you can also uh, buy a shirt from our Threadless store. We have a lot of cool designs. Dave's got some neat designs up for the Shiro Show, like CRT TVs, uh, show shirts, uh, and cool other cool other funny shirts like the 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 Shigata one or the PCB one. So if you guys want to back us in that way that'd be great and if you can't back us financially for whatever reason you can also like subscribe comment share us out um ring the bell for 
letting us letting the you guys know when we're live uh and of course uh sharing our content on facebook twitter and all those other places and telling people hey check out this awesome podcast show where they talked about uh a, a cd drive thing or a you know a cart that's gonna that can play n64 games or give them some clickbait advice clickbait like <laughs> things like oh hey look at they found a way to play n64 games on the saturn whatever could get them in do it okay maybe don't do that but you know just be like uh uh, but yeah, but I guess essentially it shows out and cause every, every view helps every like comment, subscribe helps us out and gets to more people. So thank you again for doing that. Yeah. And, uh, again, if, if you would like to contribute to our website, you think you're up to it, either digging up news and, and writing news articles or, uh, you know, sharing retrospectives, uh, you know, thoughts on the gaming industry, thoughts on Saturn, you know, as long as it's, you know, somehow Saturn adjacent, um, submit, feel free to submit a writing sample. Uh, you can submit it to me, to Pat or to Peter, um, either, and we'll get it to each other and we'll take a look at it. Uh, because we are kind of like opening that up to, to try to hopefully get some more contributors involved with our website. Um, it, it, you know, we're hoping for some people who've got writing skills people who are able to speak their mind, uh, in a, in a cohesive and, and entertaining kind of format. Uh, so, um, you know, if, if you didn't, uh, if you, if you dropped out of high school, I don't know, uh, you could still submit a writing sample, but I mean, again, we're, we are looking for people who are like serious about writing and, and serious about like sharing, uh, in, in written format for the blog. So, and that, and, and anything you write is something that potentially, uh, Pat and I can kind of talk about and kick back and forth on the show. It'll be extra content, exactly. you know, and it'll help. So, uh, again, yeah, feel free to submit a writing sample for that. And uh, we'll, de we'll definitely consider it. Um, and aside from that, we're just going to remind you that you must play Sega Saturn. And uh, play Sega peace Saturn. out. <laughs> peace. Until next time.